Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. It was the Apostle Paul himself who said, If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. And then he said, Therefore, we are Christ ambassadors. Every believer is an ambassador for Jesus Christ. You have friends, relatives, associates, and neighbors who are lonely, hopeless, fearful, and without God. God is expecting you to be his spokesman so he can enrich their lives with the hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Listen closely as I share with you how God expects you to be what he has called you to be so you can reach others for the kingdom of God in this day, in this hour. Now come and go with us as we continue to walk in the light of God's word. During the past few weeks, we've been talking about God's assigned role for every believer as an ambassador. The more I think about this, the more I can appreciate what God has already done, because I wanted to ask the members, how many of you want to be an ambassador? I was going to ask that, but then I thought, it doesn't matter whether you want to be one. God said you are one. The problem is not whether you want to be an ambassador. The problem is whether you're going to function in the role and the assignment that God has already labeled you and stamped you as. Paul says we are Christ's ambassadors. And in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Paul emphasized two main points in that passage. He emphasized God's special ministry. And he emphasized our special ministry. God's special ministry was that God reconciled all sinners. And then secondly, he regenerated all repenting sinners. God reconciled us and he regenerated us and he gave us a new life. Therefore, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17, it says what? Therefore, if any man is in Christ, anyone is in Christ, they are new creations. So he made us new. He made us new. When we were born again, when we came to him, we were made new. The old has gone and the new has come. That's what God did in his special ministry. And then he gave us then a special ministry. He gave us a task. We have been given the ministry of reconciliation, bringing people to God. And then he gave us the task, and then he gave us the title, and the title is Ambassador. During the fellowship time, I walked around, every person I shook their hands, I said, how you doing, Ambassador? How you doing? You are an ambassador. Paul says, we are therefore Christ ambassadors. We belong to Christ. We're not representing anybody else. We're not representing our church. We're not representing our religion, our denomination. We are not representing ourselves. We are representing Christ. We're representing him. What is an ambassador? An ambassador is a minister of the highest rank. Now, if you ever wanted to have a a nice title and, and feel important, well, you have one today. You are ambassador. Uh, I will give you permission. You can go get some cards made up. Put your name on it and say, I am ambassador. Okay, you can be ambassador Doucette. Okay, Put, get some cards made up. Go on. They're cheap. 
And when you introduce yourself, say, I'm an ambassador. And somebody's going to say, ambassador to what? I'm an ambassador for Christ. So you can do that. And then you can hold your head up. You don't have to walk around like you ain't nothing. I ain't nothing. The devil tells you you ain't nothing. You ain't going to be nothing. How many of your folks told you one? Maybe your daddy told you. Your mama told you. You ain't going to never be nothing. Say, no, I'm an ambassador. Paul says he's Christ's spokesman. He doesn't act on his own authority, but he acts on the authority of Christ. I want you to consider these facts about ambassadors. Ambassadors are chosen, and we have been chosen by God. Jesus said, you didn't choose me, I chose you. Every person who's saved has been chosen by God as the Holy Spirit reached out to you and began to draw your heart to the Lord and brought you to that point of confession and repentance. And when you did, you received the Holy Spirit on the inside of you to work through you to do God's work. You were chosen by God specifically for that agenda. Ambassadors are also protected. You have diplomatic immunity. So you think about that. The devil can't put this on me. Why? I'm a, I have immunity. Ambassadors are held accountable. And then fourthly, ambassadors are called home before war is declared. I, I believe that this country is entering into a season of judgment. That's what I believe. I'm not an alarmist. I'm not one to get alarmed by all the things, but I've been looking at all the stuff that's going on. And you have to learn how to connect the dots. I was reading through the book of Hosea just this morning, early again, and God was telling his people, you used to love me and serve me and worship me, but you don't do that no more. And God would say things like, I will bring pestilence in the land. I will bring calamity. I will bring destruction. I'm going to destroy the land. I'll bring sickness. I'm just thinking about when you hear the news story, that stuff that you thought we did away with a long time ago started coming back. Polio and measles and mumps and, and then viruses. You can't figure out where they going. Where, where did the flesh-eating virus come from? They didn't have that when I was growing up. If it was, we didn't know what it was. We just say he just hauled off and died somewhere. We don't know what was wrong with him. But now they got all kinds of stuff, and now the flu doesn't come. You know, somebody just told me the other day, they got the person they know got the flu, and four days later, they were dead. I talked to my brother this morning from California, and I said, how are you doing? He said, man, there's mudslides. I said, you know, the Bible says that the mountain will melt like wax, and I thought it was molten lava from volcanoes, but it's mud. I said, you had the fires, now you got the floods, and, and now you got the freeze, and now you got the, the hurricanes, and you got this and that, and people are still not getting a clue that God might be ticked. The government can't function. No, that's mine, no, that's mine, no, that's mine, no, that's mine. You can't depend on the government. They ain't got good sense either. Everybody's got their own territory staked out. It's just mine, and I don't care what you want. Buckle your seatbelts, return your tray tables, the ride is about to get bumpy. So the people of God need to focus in on what is important because the word of God has already told us all this was coming. We've seen it unfold before our very eyes. The culture has changed literally in our own generation. We've seen more culture change in the last 30 years than there have been in the last 100 years. We're seeing it change rapidly in our generation. 
Our young people are very, very challenged. They're living in a different world. A kid walked by me the other day, and I said, you're not going to speak? And then I thought, he's unengaged and don't even know how to interact. And I thought about it. I said, I I know why he don't know how to interact, because he's lived in here. There's a generation that's living in there. They don't live out here. They can't talk. They can't interact. They don't know what you're talking about, huh? I mean, they done grew up in there. So they're overweight. They got mental issues. And they'll kill you without any kind of remorse. They'll go over to somebody who's been working hard to try to make a living and come in their house and kill them and murder them and tie them up. And they're 21 years old. I'm thinking, now what's wrong with them? Well, who's going to tell them? Who's going to tell them? Where was the ambassadors that should have been talking to them and talking to their family and going out to them? Where were the ambassadors? The government can't fix it. More money can't fix it. More programs are not going to fix it. Somebody going to say, we need a conversation on race. That's what they told me. We need a conversation on race. We had a conversation when I was in high school. We shall overcome. You remember that? We don't need to talk about race no more. We need to do something. We can't fix this. It's all messed up. The only hope we have is in Christ Jesus. This is not our world. We ain't going to stay here. We need to get people ready to get out of here because this ain't where we need to hang out. Maybe I've been to too many funerals lately. I don't know how many I've been to in the last 30 days. I'm thinking we better get busy because people are exiting pretty fast. And we need the ambassadors coming out and saying we need to save as many. This is where I'm going to focus. Look at our text. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf to be reconciled to God. Last week I said we are Christ's ambassadors. Today I want to focus on this one phrase. As though Christ is making his appeal through us, as though God is making his appeal through us. God has selected us to make and to deliver the message to those who do not know him. He selected us to deliver the message. The message is not a shallow, uninspired, casual message. Look at the words that he uses here. He calls us to make his appeal. I looked at different versions to see how they treated this text, this phrase, The King James says, as though God did beseech you by us. The Living Bible says God is using us to speak to you. The NAS says, as though God were entreating through us. And the New King James says, as though God were pleading through us. God is saying, let's make this appeal. Let's let's plead with the people. Let's, Let's make this an urgent message. And we ought to understand the urgency of our assignment. People are hurting. People are without hope. There are people in our country who never even heard the message. They never even heard that Jesus saved. They never even heard that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. They never even heard that the Lord will save you and change your life. There are people in our nation that never even heard it. It wasn't that way many, many, many years ago. 
But it's that way now. People are lost and without direction. God says, I need somebody who are not casual, but who would be focused and would be direct and will be earnest in making this appeal. This is what Jesus said to his disciples in the book of Luke. And the Lord said to his servants, go out into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. Say, get on out of here. Go to the highways. Go to the hedges and do what? Compel them. Come on into this house. Come on in. Come on in. He's saying that we ought to do much more than sit in the church, but we ought to be gathering people to the church. We got to do more than just serve in the church. We ought to be gathering people who will come into the church. When I say the church, I'm talking about the universal church, the body of Christ, not just our local assembly. The most significant work of the Lord is allowing God to make his appeal through us to bring someone to him. You want to do the work of the Lord? Bring someone to the Lord. You want to really be significant in the kingdom? Bring someone to the Lord. You really want to, want to make an impact in somebody's life? Bring them to the Lord. And this is how Paul described his approach to being an ambassador. And I want to look at that in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 19. He says, though I am free and belong to no man, I make myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. He said, I'm free to do as I please. And so are you. You are free to do as you please. You don't have to do anything if you don't want to. But he says this, he says, I make myself a slave. In other words, I'm making a serious commitment. And then he set a goal. I want to win as many as possible. I want to win as many as possible. Here's Paul. I make myself a slave to this commitment to win as many as possible. This is my focus today. If you get nothing else, I want you to think about yourself Do we even have a goal to say, I want to win? You don't have to say as many as possible, but do you can say, I want to win one? I want to win two? Before you leave here today, I want you to seriously consider, do you have any interest in winning anyone? And if so, what is your target? In verse 20, he said this. Now, this is what he did, and this is how he did it. He says, I want to win as many as possible, but I got a strategy. To the Jews... I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To the Jews, I became like a Jew to win the Jew. He says, I identified with the Jews. I found the area where I can get with them and I can communicate with them. This is what he's saying to us. To those under the law, I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, so as to win those under the law. So he's saying, I, when I identify with people, I have not drawn a, a line and put a barrier between myself and them and talk about how different we are. I find a way to engage with those people no matter who they are. I don't say, no, no, I, they ain't my kind of people. What he's not saying is this. To the drug users, I became like the drug users to win them to the Lord. So I'm going to hang out at the crack house. No, what he's saying is, 
to the drug users, I can identify with what they're dealing with. Notice he says here, under the law, I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under that. So I'm not going to turn my back on the drug users, and I'm not going to close my, my mind and my thoughts and my, my interaction to them because they're using drugs, or the homeless, or, or the rich, or the poor, or the sick, or whomever they may be, or the white, or somebody that you don't like because you think they're prejudiced. Say, no, no, no. My goal, you want to remember, is to win as many as is possible. This is what he's really saying. Wherever God put me, whoever I run into, I done figured out a way to be an ambassador to him. To those not having the law, I became like one not having the law. Though I am not free from God's law, but I'm under Christ's law. So as to win those not having the law. He says, I can function among all of y'all. Because he was in a place where the Jews were saying, oh, you got to do all of the law. And someone says, no, I'm not under the law. I can't do that. So he said, I ain't on nobody's side. I can come over here and I can talk to you. I can come over here and I can talk to you. I can talk to Republicans. To the Republican, I became a Republican. Now, y'all got quiet on that one. When I'm among the Republicans, they think I'm Republican. And when I'm among the Democrats, they think I'm a Democrat. And you know, when I go to the Republicans, I get blessed. And when I go to the Democrats, I get blessed. I am neither. I am an ambassador. See, I ain't going over there. That's a bunch of conservatives. Well, I'm conservative. When I go over to the conservatives, I just say, hey, those are the liberals. I was at a church one time, and the pastor was just saying, a conservative. And at the College of Biblical Studies, they're talking conservatives, conservative. I say, you know what? Jesus was a liberal to the Pharisees because the Pharisees were conservative. Can we stop the labels and just deal with people? We live in a culture where everybody want to be labeled. They want to be labeled. My group, your group. The women was marching yesterday. And I heard one of them say, well, we're women marching. And one woman says, can I march with you? I'm pro-life. No, we don't want the pro-life women to march with us. And I say, I thought you was for women, unless you don't believe like I believe. We got so many labels. And Paul said, people got labels. They had labels back then. We just like to work in the group where our labels are. Oh, he's a good old boy. He's a redneck. Paul says, to a redneck, I became a redneck. Don't you know I can sit down with the good old boys just like, just like them and talk right there with them? Though I'm not a good old boy, but I can talk with them and deal with them. And that's what Paul is saying. Listen, he is saying, I am an ambassador wherever God has placed me. And I got to learn how to deal with that wherever God has placed me and not let my lens that I'm looking through deteriorate my ability to be an ambassador because I got issues. God wants to reach every person for God so loved the world that whosoever believe in him. And when you get to heaven, you're going to be sitting by folks that you don't even know you're going to be sitting by for eternity. So if you're a diehard Democrat and don't like Republicans, God's going to sit you by a Republican in heaven. <laughs> if you don't like white folks, the person you're going to sit by is going to be white, and he might be from Mississippi. 
and you got to sit there the rest of eternity. You're going to be singing, I worship you. You're going to be saying, I worship you. (laughs) So you might as well get over it. That's what Paul is saying. Let's get over it. Stop looking at all of that. You know what you need to look at when you see people? Here's a soul that needs to be saved. Is this somebody that's saved or is this somebody that needs Jesus? Two kind of people that's going to be in the world at judgment is going to be the saved and the unsaved. God's not going to look at anything else. Are you saved or unsaved? He don't care whether you are a billionaire or whether you were broke. Are you saved or are you unsaved? Everything is level at the foot of the cross. Paul says to the weak, I became weak. To win the weak. He says, I identified with you. I had compassion on you. I didn't turn my back on you because you were weak. I got right down there with you, and I could talk on your level. Because he said, I've gone through some stuff too. God has a place for those who are weak. And then he said, I have become all things to all men so that by all possible means, I might save some. Well, you need to underline that in your Bible. This is talking about being an ambassador. All things, all men, and all possible means. I have become all things to all men. He didn't leave anybody out. So that by all possible means, I might save some. You know, he said, I tell you what, I have become all things. And folks might criticize you because they're going to say, what you doing over there with them? And why are you talking to them? And why are you over there talking to them? And why are you doing that? I thought you was with us. We looked at what he did. He says, I'm trying to win those. And we looked at how he did it. Now let's look at why he did what he did in this passage. He said that I might save some. And in verse 23, he says, I do all this. For the sake of the gospel, that I might share in its blessings. I do all this, all of what? Everything I do with the Jews, with the non-Jews, the Gentiles, with the weak, with the strong, with the rich, with those who are in prison. He can say, I can identify with you because while he's in prison after being beaten and trying to recover in prison in the stocks, he look over at another prison and says, for as for the prisoners, I become as a prisoner. I can identify with you. You need Jesus Christ while you're in here. Paul, the ambassador, really took hold for the assignment that was given to him. And that same assignment is given to us today. This is Jerry G. Martin. I certainly hope you enjoyed today's message. How many times have the Holy Spirit tried to engage with you to reach others, but you were not available? It is God who said that we are Christ's ambassadors. Many people, I believe, will come to the Lord Jesus Christ if those who know Christ would allow the Spirit of Christ to use our lives to reach others. We are called for such a time as this, where there's fear and factions and falsehood spreading all around. The answer to all of man's problems is still Jesus Christ. He came to seek and to save those who were lost. And he is looking for his ambassadors to be engaged in the work of making that appeal to those who do not know him. 
If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can listen on our podcast, The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. That's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. As always, I give you a special invitation to come and join us in our worship on Sunday morning. We're worshiping in person at The Light of the World, 16161 Old Humble Road. For more information, go to our website at lowcf.org. You can visit us for worship on our campus. You can also visit us at the Beacon Bookstore, where you can get Bibles, discipleship material, Sunday school material, church and communion supplies, or whatever you might need for your congregation. Call the Beacon at 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.